You're listening to The Pursuit Podcast. I'm your host, Charity Craig. I have had a messy life, but through the mess, I've discovered how to live an abundant life. Now, it's my turn to help you overcome your fears and discover your dreams. I'm going to challenge the way you think about yourself, others, and God. Life is way too short not to live abundantly. Are you ready? Let's pursue an abundant life. In the last episode, I shared my thoughts on getting older and how to adjust to each new stage of the aging process. I talked about different ways we can overcome our fears of aging and how to accept the journey, but I knew I had more to say on this topic because if we're super honest with ourselves, it's not the aging that scares us. It's that aging reminds us of what's waiting at the end of the road. With every new gray hair and with every new ache in your body, you're reminded of your inevitable death. And to be honest, I almost didn't even record this episode on our fear of death. I came up against so much resistance trying to prepare for this, and I actually decided to just ditch it. I was like, you know what? This obviously shouldn't be what I talk about because I was filled with all those negative thoughts. They were like rolling through my head so fast, I couldn't even get any words on the page. It was like, Charity, what's wrong with you? Death? seriously, why can't you just be a little more pleasant and talk about happier things like kittens and cupcakes? I mean, everyone wants to talk about cupcakes. No one wants to talk about dying. I even told Matt that same night, I'm like, I don't know if I'm cut out to be a messenger of such deep topics. But I just can't get away from these deeper conversations. It's who I am. But it's been really hard for me to present myself in this way. Even a couple months ago when I was preparing for this podcast and planning out my topics and doing my research on what other successful podcasts talk about, I found myself attempting to keep things light and talk about things like organization and pursuing your dreams and all those things are wonderful topics and don't get me wrong, they're needed conversations that I actually plan on having on here. But I struggled to get it all figured out because I knew if I only talked about these easy topics, I wasn't talking about the root of life's issues. I would only be talking about the symptoms. You know, for example, anxiety is the symptom. Fear is the root. Kill the root, the symptoms all go away. But I felt so much resistance within me talking about these things because I was convinced that people don't want to talk about these things. They'd rather talk about organizing their pantries and not about their fear of death. But the entire time I was trying to work things out, I could sense an elephant in the room with me. I could hear him breathing and stomping his feet behind me, begging me to talk about him to talk about the deeper conversations that I'm so passionate about. 
I had to just stop resisting and accept this passion that burns inside of me. So I brought my elephant into my arms and I promised to talk about him on my podcast. But this week, I hit another wall of resistance with this conversation. But deep down, I know this fear of death is keeping so many people locked in their own inner prison. So much so, they're not living the life they were made to live because they're terrified of the day the shoe drops. I have several friends who won't fly because they're terrified of dying in a plane accident. People lie awake at night, unable to sleep because they're terrified they may die in the night. Mothers refuse to leave their children because they're terrified that something may happen to them or her children when they're apart. Our fear of death keeps us locked away in hell. You want to hear something crazy? This is exactly how the force of love of God works. I had resolved to ditch this week's episode for something easier and more lighthearted when the next day, my client that I coach checked in with me and she was having a really hard time knowing how to help her client because she's a life coach as well. Her client is really struggling because she has a really good friend who's in her 50s and in the last stages of cancer and only has a couple days left to live. And this death is really causing this girl's faith in God to waver. And so my client was kind of reaching out to me to kind of coach her on how to approach her client. And then she just kind of blurted out. She was just like, God, death sucks. And I was just like, are you kidding me right now? Like, what are the chances that death would be the topic my client reached out about when it's literally the topic I was avoiding to talk about on my podcast? But there it was. I couldn't avoid the flashing neon sign in front of me. So once again, I'm embracing my elephant. And here we are talking about a big piece of life, death. Are you ready? Don't be afraid. My hope is that by the end of our time today, you'll have a fresh new look on death. My hope is that you'll accept your own elephant standing in your room and you'll see that she's not that scary after all. So I don't have to tell you death is going to happen. We all know we have an expiration date. But we don't like to think about it. And when we're forced to, as long as it fits into our mold of when that should be, we can accept it. You know, as grandma ages and her health deteriorates, we lovingly assist her to make her last few days more comfortable until one day she drifts off to the other side. We're sad when this happens, but you can accept this. This is how it's supposed to happen. A long life lived. But when it's a child, your young coworker, or a family member, suddenly this doesn't align with how life works. We're not supposed to die young. It's the unexpected deaths that are too unknown for our minds to digest. This doesn't make sense. Why would God allow this tragedy to happen? Because ultimately, death is too foreign to us. It's too elusive and it's too dark on the other side to embrace someone's arrival to its doorway, especially when it looks like it's before their time. 
then you're forced to face your own mortality. And you're like, what if it happens to me? And fear grips your heart because no matter what you do, no matter how hard you try to protect yourself and your children, you know the day of your death is out of your hands. It's out of all of our hands. So to help us cope, we paint the picture of heaven or the afterlife to try and quiet our voice of fear. We do our best to catch the vapor of heaven and believe in this better place that those we've lost have gone on to. And you hope that's where you'll go too. But even still, that's too foreign. It's still too elusive and hard to wrap your mind around heaven. So you still panic. Because what if it's not like we think it is on the other side? What if we've got it all wrong? You wrap yourself into a little cocoon, a cocoon of busyness, addiction, fear, depression, anxiety, people pleasing as a way to avoid thinking about the Grim Reaper. But you still live secretly waiting for the other shoe to drop. Because of this fear, you never open up and live with a wild abandonment because it's probably going to end in a disaster anyway. But what if you changed the way you looked at death? What if you stopped looking at it as a terrible, horrible thing, but instead as simply an extension of life? What if you accepted death not as an end, but as the beginning of the next phase of your journey? Let me explain my deductive reasoning on how I came up to this conclusion. So when I was pregnant with one of my four kids, I began to think of the process of birth and how it relates to death. Here's this tiny fetus inside its mother living a beautiful life, right? He has all his needs met. He's floating in a warm fluid that sustains his environment. He's fed freely through his belly button. And the constant motion and muffled sounds makes him just so happy and content. I mean, he's living his best life. Now... What if somehow we could get inside the mother's womb and what if somehow we could communicate on that tiny little fetus's level and tell him, oh, just wait, little guy, you ain't seen nothing yet. You're about to birth and travel through a portal to a new land. This land is full of ice cream and swimming pools, cuddly puppies and thrills beyond your wildest comprehension. You'll love other people, sing with your voice, and laugh until you cry. Oh, little baby, you're about to enter the earth, and your existence is about to get so much better. What could the baby possibly say? That baby has no frame of reference to understand the awesomeness that he's about to enter into. He doesn't understand blue skies and green grass. Hugs and kisses from mommy means nothing to him. All he knows and understands is the beauty of the dark warmth he's floating in. I'm sure if he could express how he feels about his inevitable birth, I guarantee you he'd freak out with a, please God, no, please don't let me birth. I just want to live. But we've all been on the other side. We've experienced life on earth firsthand and we know its beauty, 
thrill and complexity. Sure, there's darkness too, but we're made to overcome and thrive in spite of the pain. We understand how exponentially better things are outside our mother's womb. And I'd put money on it that you've never wished you were back. I mean, I could be wrong, but chances are you'll take living on earth over your mother's womb. With that thought and using deductive reasoning in this journey of life, going from phase one, our mother's womb, to phase two here on earth, things got exponentially greater. So with that and trust in love or God that he has only good for us, phase three is going to be even exponentially greater than here on earth. And so I've embraced this very thought. This is what I stand by. And it's brought me so much peace. Now, I still don't have a clue what it's going to be like on the other side. The death canal is probably going to be stressful and you'll probably come out on the other side screaming your head off. But there'll be a group of people to welcome you and gather around you to ooh and ah and make sure you find a cozy place to adjust to your new leg of the journey. Beyond this, I spend zero brain energy trying to figure it out. But if I calculate the rate of improvement from womb to earth, then death to the afterlife is going to blow your mind. I'm just going to leave it at that. That's all I need to know. Knowing any more than this is above my pay grade. I've also begun to view life through a different lens as well. Our life isn't measured by the quantity of years we live. It's measured by the quality of years we live. So whether your gift of life is 10 years, 25, 50, or 105, it's irrelevant. How we spend those years is what matters. We all know people who live 80 years and are miserable and merely existing. And we also have seen people who lived a fuller life their first 20 years than most people live in a lifetime. I just heard a beautiful story of a little boy who passed away at 10 from a terminal illness. And hearing his mother share how he demonstrated peace and love during his lifetime and especially his last few weeks. He would actually talk to another dimension and had zero fear of his approaching death. A few days before passing, he prayed a prayer. And in that prayer, he prayed for his family, his friends, and for all the people in the world. His little prayer rang pure of a selfless love and peace for others. It's almost like he knew something that no one else knew. In his final days, he was a light, teaching everyone around him what it means to live without fear, but instead live in love. He lived his 10 years well. We've all been given this gift called life, but we need to remember it's just that, a gift. I don't know why one man will only live until he's 41 and his daughter at 13, and the next person lives to 82. We don't get to decide how many days or years we get to live it here on earth. We only get to decide how we're going to live the days we're given. And it's important that we don't waste this gift worried about when it'll end, because ultimately, death isn't the end. 
Now, this doesn't mean we need to be reckless walking into traffic, but instead we need to live in this present moment, loving and honoring our bodies and our minds to make the most of our time spent here. And when someone we love moves on to the next phase of their journey and we're left here with a gap in our heart, it's going to be painful as we grieve and heal into a new normal routine without them. But instead of asking God why he took them from you, celebrate the time you had with them and honor them by continuing to make the most of your own gift of life. The greater mind of the universe created this natural law. This law that there is a time for everything, a time to be born and a time to die. Surrender to this journey. You must trust the greater force of love and his ultimate good for humanity. Release your grip on needing to know. None of us know and that's okay. Release your grip on needing to control the outcome of when you and those you love will pass on to the next phase of life. None of us have control and that's okay. Trust love with your life. Trust love with your death. No matter how many days you're here or how many days you're over there, you're safe. We're all safe. Surrender to life and death. Here's my challenge to you. The next time you're faced with death and you feel fear closing in, first, take a deep breath and whisper a prayer of surrender to love. I surrender myself to life and death. I trust you with this journey. Then, in your mind's eye, watch your hands open up and release their grip, trying to control what you can't control. Second, focus on this present moment. Celebrate the life you've been given and the life those you love have been given. Here's the recap. Aging often reminds us of our inevitable end, death. Fear of death is keeping so many people locked in their own inner prison, so much so that they're not living a life they were meant to live because they're terrified of the day the shoe drops. What if you changed the way you looked at death? What if you stopped looking at it as a terrible, horrible thing, but instead as simply an extension of life? I came to this conclusion that death is simply a passing on to another phase of life when I thought about the journey of a human life first starting off in his mother's womb and then passing through to earth. If you tried to explain to the fetus that she was about to go through a portal to another world, she'd probably beg not to go because it sounds too scary and too foreign for her to comprehend. With that thought and using deductive reasoning in the journey of life going from phase one, our mother's womb, to phase two here on earth, things got exponentially greater. So with that and trust in God that he has only good for us, phase three is going to be even exponentially greater than here on earth. Our life here on earth is a gift There's nothing that guarantees we'll have this gift for a long time. Our life 
isn't measured by the quantity of years we live. It's measured by the quality of years we live. So whether your gift of life is 10 years, 25, 50, or 105, it's irrelevant. How we spend those years is what matters. The greater mind of the universe created this law. This law that there is time for everything. A time to be born and a time to die. Surrender to this journey. You are the light of the world. Your life is a gift that is meant to shine bright with wild abandonment. Plan on being here until you're a hundred, but live and love like today is your last day on earth. You have nothing to fear on this journey. Surrender yourself to love. Trust him with your life and with your death. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this week's episode. It was for sure a tough one for me to put together and present to you today. I hope after hearing this episode, you realize your elephant in the room isn't so scary after all, and that you'll be able to live with more peace concerning death. You've got a special place in this world, and we need your light to shine its brightest. I'd love to hear from you. Come find me over on social media as Charity L. Craig, and let's chat. But before you go, will you share this episode with someone who needs to hear it? Let's continue to support one another on this journey. Also, don't forget to rate and review this podcast. It'll help get the word out to as many women as possible. But until then, keep shining bright as you pursue an abundant life and death.